Hi everyone, my name is Bernadette from SkepticTurnedMystic.com. This show is about spiritual awakening, a place you can come if you feel like exploring the world of supernaturalism. I'm excited you're here. I've got so much to share with you, so get comfortable because we are starting right now. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Spirituality and Self-Love in the Modern World Podcast. If you can be aware of something and use that awareness to get knowledge, you already surpass a lot of people in this world. Knowledge is awareness. Knowledge is not books. Knowledge is not Words. Just because you know words does not mean you have knowledge. Knowledge plus awareness plus words equals to expertise. Knowledge is awareness. Information and education is not awareness. Education is training. In fact, American education is all about training you for the job market you're supposed to get so that you can go out and get a job. That's not knowledge. What is information? Things like beef is on sale for $2.99 at Costco. That's information. You can buy a new car today with no money down. Just go over here to 811 DD Street and you can pick up the car for no money down. That's all information. Tonight's news so-and-so is running for president. That's also information. None of this is knowledge. None of this is even education. Just stuff in your head that you know. Most people rely on information rather than knowledge. Turn on CNN somewhere, Fox News, BBC. You are going to hear the world is on fire. We are all going to die. They have been saying we are all going to die since the invention of the media. How come the media never tell us, oh, because we are all going to die, we should do our best to be kind to one another and have some fun, goddammit. Goddammit, come on. Come on. Come on. Information is moving societies. They yell this way. The society moves this way. They yell that way. The society moves that way. All information. No knowledge. Media is information. Media says, think like this. 
Oh, okay, sure. Media says jump. You jump. The media says be angry. You get angry. This is information. Information has nothing really to do with you. It's trying to form you into society. It's external. Knowledge usually comes from you and is about you. Education is trade. When you say I'm being educated, what are you being educated for? I'm being trained for something. At the most early form of education, it's all about responding in reflex to the commands of authority or someone that you believe has authority. You were taught that at a young age. On top of information, education, and knowledge, there is also intelligence. Intelligence is the ability to know. This is what makes you knowledgeable. If you have the ability to know something, you can become aware. And once you become aware, you are harder to influence. Intelligence is the ability to know. The ability to know meaning can you ask the right questions? Can you get the right answers? Are you asking questions at all? Some people will go with the information that said the BBC said this and that's it. External information does not make you aware. Awareness is internal. Awareness is always on the inside. Knowledge is about awareness. How do I see my world? That's knowledge. Information is telling you how to see your world. Here is knowledge. Here is awareness. An electronic technician walks into the room. The electronic technician looks at the room and sees bulbs, watts, amps, voltages, and wires. The electrician looks at this very room and sees a completely different room from what I see. Why? Because the Electrician has electronic knowledge. The brain cannot see without words. The brain kind of look at things and notices them, but because it does not have a word for that thing, it doesn't see it. When you walk into this room, you're not thinking about ohms and voltage or how long these lights are going to stay on for. None of this is crossing your mind. You see the light, you see it all around you, or should I say you notice the light all around you, but you don't really see electricity. Only an electrician with electronic words is aware of an electronic room. 
So the electrician comes in and sits down. A plumber walks in right after. The plumber sees a completely different room than the electric person. Why? Because the plumber has plumber knowledge, plumber words, plumber life. He walks into this room and he starts to notice. Oh,、uh, you know what? Those pipes over there. That's carrying hot water. Those pipes over there. That's carrying cold water. Do you see what I'm talking about? We walk into the room. We don't even think about pipes. We are in the room, but because we don't have plumbing knowledge or plumbing words in our vocabulary. The plumbing reality becomes invisible to us because the language of plumbing is not in your language. You could be surrounded with pipes and not even see it. So the electrician walks in, the plumber walks in, they sit next to each other, and the electric person sees a completely different room than the plumber. They're in the same room, though. They're sitting down. Two pieces of knowledge, two pieces of awareness. The plumber and the electrician they are witnessing their awareness in their environment because of their words, because of their vocabulary, because of their knowledge. No one is telling them what their environment is. Their knowledge is creating their environment from their perception. So the electrician sits down and the plumber sits down. A painter, a painter walks into the room. The room changes a third time. What you are aware of, the things you are aware of. Really is determined by your level of knowledge. The less knowledge you know, the less you can see in your environment. The more aware you are, the more you can learn new words to see a new reality or a glimpse of a new reality. The electrician can say, "Oh, that's a halogen light." Somebody next to the electrician, they don't even know the word halogen. They're not going to even look at the light or even hear what the electrician is saying because they don't have the word. So, in order to become a master of this reality, we have to experience both light and dark. There would be no change, no challenge. There would be no movement if it was all love and light. And to be honest, I think that's kind of fake. So you're not the only person to have a really tough journey in life, but you feel like you are the only person. And the only and the reason why you have this experience alone is to process it. So that we don't create distortions, so that we can build our immunity and trust in our gut and in the universe. 
the most important part of awakening is trusting your shadow and harnessing your shadow. That's why I said love and light is so fake. You can't be love and light all the time. You're not a monk. And controversy just means triggering. So you're triggering something in someone, but at the same time, you are also giving them room to speak about their reality. And that's okay. Let's both coexist again. Dark and light. Your opinion must exist for mine to exist. So being aware is the key to jumpstart a lot of things. The more aware we are in this present moment as the co-creator of our reality, the more power we are giving back to ourselves. Every aspect of this reality takes our power away from us, whether it is your relationship or government or education system or your boss, it's all very disempowering. And what's happening right now with this great awakening is that people are starting to recognize that they themselves are also a co-creator of their reality. So they're starting to make conscious choices. And that just means making choices as you are aware of them. Most of the time, we, we live our life in this autopilot programming, which is really just repeated and recurring patterns from the past based on our fight and flight realities. Sorry, based on our fight and flight mechanisms. What's happening right now with this great awakening is that people are starting to recognize themselves as a co-creator. They are starting to make conscious choices and that just means making choices as you are aware of them. Most of the time we live our life in this autopilot programming, which is really just repeated and recurring patterns from the past that's based on our fight or flight mechanisms. Everyone's on autopilot. I am no different. In our modern culture, we focus so much on mastering and developing and controlling the forces of nature around us. And this is why we have this really materialistic world viewpoint. This understanding of our own inner space and the inner dimensions of life is something that our culture is just starting to step into much deeper. As the internet rises and information is easily available, it's really cool actually to see us in this time and space as a planet. We have technology and there's this free information that's available to anyone and everyone no matter where you are coming from. You have access. You have access to be aware of these other ways of living which were never available to us before. And I always find that there are two ways that someone can have an awakening. It's either you 
are losing everything that you have. You're losing your job, you lose your money, you lose your relationship, you are at the bottom of the barrel, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh my goodness, none of that stuff actually matters. I can change my life. And all of this was stripped away from me for a reason, so that I can recreate and change my life to live the life that I deserve. The awakening... The awakening can come from having nothing at all or having everything you have taken away from you. They both lead to the same destination, which is an understanding that this physical reality is just an illusionary construct. This is all impermanent. The only thing that we take with us after this life is our soul, our experiences, the lessons learned, the challenges, decisions, and reactions when we die. None of this physical, material stuff actually matters. And that's also a big part of everyone's awakening. All of a sudden, you wake up to this huge spiritual world and you're like, wow, there's mediums and psychics and tarot card readers and life after death, and near-death experiences, and astral traveling, and remote viewing, and oh my goodness, there's so much out there. And then at the same time, you start hearing about conspiracy theories. You got the government, and then you got the shadow government, and this and that, and it's a lot right now, and you tend to get lost in it, but that's also part of the awakening. Essentially, I believe the number one tool that all of us can utilize when raising our vibration and maintaining our vibration is to make choices that are aligned with our vibration. Vibration means how you embody your life emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically. As an example, If you eat a lot of blueberries because there was a yogi in India who told you that you had to eat a lot of blueberries to raise your vibration, I would actually question that. I would say, well, are you eating blueberries in your highest vibrational alignment or are you eating blueberries because they are telling you to do that and that is someone else's highest vibrational alignment? Instead of saying, oh, well, I have to be a vegan because that's what the spiritual community tells me to do in order to be a good person, I would say don't do it because you are doing it out of obligation. You're not listening to your body. We need to realize that our physical form as well as our aura all have a certain signature to it. And if you're not listening to that signature, you're actually disempowering yourself because you are making choices from obligation and lowering your vibration. You could be doing all the things. I'm doing yoga on Wednesdays. I'm eating vegan. I'm meditating every day. I'm doing all the things. And yet, why don't I feel happier? Well, Are you doing those things because you want to do it? Because 
It's different for everyone, and you are allowed to have different strategies. We don't realize within our autopilot that we have many more choices that we can make. We need to expand our viewpoint to realize that there are a million other choices that we could make at this very moment. You have all the crystals and the organic and the plants and whatever, but ultimately, it's your own intention that's going to change the vibration of the environment around you. I always find that the more expectation we have around something, the tighter the hole we have around that thing, and the further and further away it becomes. And also, you must learn how to protect yourself from energy vampires, which is episode number eighty-five in this podcast. Check it out, number eighty-five. Hmm. I mean. You are always going to have caps and limitations in the physical realm, and a lot of unconscious people are these energy vampires who, without knowing it, have a huge lack within themselves. But they feel really good around their best friend, or they feel really good around that teacher because they are absorbing their life force energy. For example, your friend says, "I like you so much." I want to spend time. I want to spend more time with you, Bernadette. But for some reason, you don't know why you feel so tired around a particular person all the time when you come home. We have to be aware of that. And unfortunately, most energy vampires don't know that they are taking your life force energy. They are innocent, and we cannot blame them. So. Try to practice healthy boundaries, and this is what I do. I do the bubble technique.、Uh, this is where I put on an invisibility cloak around me, so anyone who does not match my vibration cannot see me. I also imagine a grounding cord、uh, going from the base of my spine all the way into the center of the planet. So anytime. I'm feeling exhausted or drained, or I need a little extra pick me up. I'll just do the I'll I'll just do the visualization technique、uh, of bringing pure source in, and I say to myself, I release any energy that does not serve me, and I picture it going into the ground, and then I always thank the planet Earth for taking that extra energy. That doesn't serve me because she transmutes that. She's powerful enough to do that. Thank you for your time and your energy and your space. My name is Bernadette from SkepticTurnMystic.com,、uh, and check out more podcast episodes.、Uh, all right, bye for now, and I will see you in all the other episodes. Bye. All right. Before I end this show, I do have a private Facebook group called "How to Use Angel Numbers with the Law of Attraction." So please join. It's a private Facebook group, so I will approve you. Don't worry.、Um, I do a lot of live workshops inside the group, and also question and answer, and also. 
get your ideas on what you want me to talk about in this show. So yes, I will see you inside the group. It's called How to Use Angel Numbers with the Law of Attraction on Facebook. I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now.